0: What's up, people? Episode 122. Coming in hot.
1: Yep. Hot.
0: Just like it is outside today. 100. It's supposed to be a 100 degree heat index. Disgusting. I'm freaking so excited about that. Literally, I'm so excited about the weather today. You would be. And it literally pairs up so great with our workout. Like it's. Right when the workout couldn't get worse, you have a 100-degree heat index.
1: Yeah, it feels so good.
0: It's going to be amazing, dude. I cannot wait to watch, like, it's like going to be like fish out of water gasping for air today.
1: You know how, like, they make those memes or whatever about people who are psychotic? Like, if you do this, then you're, like, a psycho. I think people who like this weather are psychos. Or pe- especially people who wear pants. Like, I've seen people wearing jeans when it's 80 degrees outside. And I honestly don't know how they do it.
0: You don't know how they do it?
1: No. Like, how do you make it through the day? Or, like, enjoy? I'd be so miserable.
0: Well, what you do, you, <coughs> you get out of bed. Oh, my God. You go to your closet and you grab a pair of jeans and you... I
1: already knew it was going to be something stupid by your face.
0: I'm serious, like, you. that's how you put jeans on. just because you don't wear them, because you can't wear them.
1: I wear jeggings.
0: Right, so, it's been a while. What's been up, Jenna? Mm. It's been a few weeks.
1: Nothing much, just trying to relax a little bit before I get busy.
0: When you're getting busy?
1: Hmm... October. October? I have a couple weddings in September, but October is about to be crazy.
0: Sweet. That's good. Mm-hmm. About time you do something. Right. So we haven't recorded in a while. I was looking at our numbers. We, we went to record last week. And I forget. Something came up. I forget what it was.
1: Well, you had a program for Smash Fest and then we were oh, going to yeah, yeah. program Saturday, but my grandma passed away, so I didn't really feel like recording.
0: I don't understand that. Just kidding. Um, yeah, well, I was, <laughs> I was <laughs> looking. That's what you get. I was looking at our numbers, and people were like two or three episodes behind. Seems like people are starting to catch back up. Um, and talking to some people, it's exactly what they said. They took some time off. Uh, June, July are really hard for our downloads because, and that's not just for us. That's for most podcasts. So, uh, one, the big ones I follow, follow, they took the last few weeks off as well. Um, because everybody travels or they have some sports or something's going on. Plus you have this, like this Corona thing happening still. Um, so getting ready for school, blah, blah, blah. So wasn't really in a rush to get back, uh, but we're back bitches. So that's that.
1: Yeah. What he said.
0: So we're going to talk about something today that you're lacking.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That I'm lacking. Yeah. Motivation. Yeah.
0: So, I think motivation, we're going to take this a different direction, um, but we're going to dig right into it. Episode 122, here we go. So, what motivates you there, Jenna?
1: Um, I think just like how I feel after. Like, I, I don't, like some people get motivated by.
0: All right, let's, let me separate this. What motivates you in life?
1: Well, I want to be able to reach a certain goal on how I would feel. I feel like I go, I feel like I'm motivated by feelings.
0: Okay. So So like
1: if I'm sad, I have no motivation. If I want to reach like an end goal and feel, I know how that feeling will feel or I hope it will feel that way.
0: So what end goal are you trying to reach?
1: Well, to be happy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow! All right. What motivates you in CrossFit? Mm, I think other people sometimes, but not now. But typically, because <laughs> you are on the unmotivated train. I'm not. You're on right. the back. You're working your way up the caboose. <clears throat> but what what motivates you in CrossFit?
1: Like what? I think my priorities have just changed in CrossFit. It's not even so much a motivation thing. It's just I don't care as much anymore. Okay. And I think it's just because I put so much time and effort into it before that I didn't really get anywhere. (laughs) Like, I think I, not to what my goal was, but I don't even feel like that's achievable anymore.
0: Okay. So you put all this work in and, you say all this work, right? And then, so how many years did you put all this work in? like A couple. A couple. Okay. So you're trying to reach the pinnacle of something.
1: I don't want to be a pinnacle. I never planned on going to the CrossFit Games, but.
0: I would say, I, I say anybody that qualifies for regionals is a legitimate CrossFit athlete. Period.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It depends on what workouts are there. We've discussed this many times on how well you're going to do and if you'll make the games cut. And also, always dependent on what region you're in. Regions are some lot lot of other regions are harder. That's why people moved, Mm -hmm. right? So you put a couple years of work in to reach the pinnacle of a sport, and you didn't get there, and you feel like you didn't do or accomplish anything.
1: Not what I wanted. Okay. So if I didn't reach what I wanted, then it is nothing. So I'm gonna give you
0: a comparison, right? I just told Jose I'm trying to learn Spanish. Okay, so we have a member she didn't speak. Uh, very much English. It's one of our members' wives, and I hate not being able to communicate with her. Right, so I'm trying to learn Spanish, and I told him yesterday that it's going to take me a lot longer than I anticipated to learn a language. Now, how fucking stupid am I? <laughs> like, did I think I was going to plug this Rosetta Stone in and just start cranking out another language? Of course I did. Of course I did. I was like, well, I'll just bang this out and go through these steps. Mm-hmm. Now I'm learning. But I might be on the level of like a (laughs) three-year-old right now. You know, some of the things, or four-year-olds, some of the things that I can say. And, but how naive am I to think that? And I was going to just crush this. Mm -hmm. This is stupid. It's what I want. I would like to be done. I'm only a week into it. Mm -hmm. I don't think many people learn a language in a week.
1: Uh, I would say no.
0: Okay, so... How many years have you done CrossFit? Seven. Okay, out of seven years, you've taken Maybe it, eight. I don't you've taken it serious two to three years for regionals. Mhm. So not even half the time in CrossFit, and you expected to go to regionals, and you felt that like you didn't improve. I think I improved. I'm not saying that.
1: I don't think I've improved much since.
0: Well, okay. This here's here's my point, guys. Is Expectations and motivation go together hand in hand, right? So she wants, She has a certain expectation. When she when she doesn't reach that, reach that expectation, it decreases your motivation. Mm-hmm. When well, in reality, it shouldn't increase your motivation because you've not yet reached your goal. So you have to figure out how bad do you really want it? You want to talk the talk? You want to walk the walk? Like it's that simple. How bad do you want this? And what are you doing to get there, right? If you really think that everybody can be like Matt Frazier – or Tia to do CrossFit for less than four years and then be a Games champion—you're you're insane. They're high-level athletes and respective other sports, and they're also not the—they're not the norm. They're they're anomalies. All right. So if you take your average CrossFitter, it's going to take more than two years for you to go to regionals, unless you're coming out of college of a high high-level sport and it transfers really well. Mentality. and
1: in a high-level eating.
0: Yes, you're a competitive eater now. So <laughs> what I'm saying, though, is they go hand in hand, but you can't, instead of letting it discourage you, like you're saying now, like, ah, oh, just, you know, I put so much time into it. Well, really, you didn't. Okay? So if you think anything, it takes 10,000 hours to master something. There's no way you put 10,000 hours of CrossFit in yet, right? I feel like I did Of course you do. We all feel like we did. Because when you are in the grind, it feels like you're doing so much more, but you're not understanding that it's a process and that's just that's in crossfit we're not even talking about life i mean there's certain things you have to do you have to understand that it's a stepping stone and each day you got to build on the next if you keep your goal in sight understand that there's going to be a bunch of i mean there's a ton of memes out there you know like person digging for in the dirt and he stops one shovel before before he gets to the pot of gold and the other person keeps digging and digging, and he's going in a zigzag, but he just isn't going to stop until he fucking gets it, because they both know it's there, right, so you can't give up on something, because no shit, no, I'm not just inflating your head, you could definitely do the, the sanctional regional thing, without a doubt, in my opinion, still, so you're still in that prime age, you're strong enough, um, you have a lot of great attributes, um, and as we as everybody that listens knows your biggest issue is your brain. Like not believing yourself and, and things like that. But you can gain confidence through success. You can gain confidence through failures. Um but you gotta keep doing it, right? So <laughs> something that motivates me, let's see here. People. People motivate me. I can see the smallest freaking thing, and I just get fired up, right? And I was in the shower last night trying to think of what we we're going to talk about, and I started to think about motivation. And, dude, I got out of the shower ready to do a wad. Like, <laughs> literally, I was ready to go. And it's because, not because of me. It's because when I get to see the expressions on people's face when they, get to, when they do something they weren't expecting, uh, Gary's got a first bar muscle up. Uh, there's a bunch of firsts throughout the entire gym. Um, or someone that's been really working at something. It could be mobility-wise, and they can achieve a lift because of it, or they're pain-free, or they've been able to do pull-ups finally after a shoulder surgery, and things like that motivate me. And, I mean, I could be really down and out, tired, cranky, and I see something that someone do something, and it just fires me up, so... I think that's why I like coaching so much because I feed off of others mm-hmm. and it gets me going. It gets me thinking a different direction. It gets me really pushing the envelope to give that person the best, but it's also a double-edged sword because <clears throat> when someone doesn't push and I'm trying to motivate them and they don't become motivated, it can be discouraging for me. Mm-hmm. And, right. And so we're going to talk about that later. Does that make sense while I was talking to you about your motivation to CrossFit? And do you think that, because honestly, a switch is flipped for you. Like it, it went from, and I'm just going to talk frankly like I always do. You say that your life, you have different priorities. Well, CrossFit should never be your ultimate priority. I think even as a regional or games athlete, I think that's a, a pitfall, and it's almost like the rich Froney effect. Everybody thinks that you have to make CrossFit your only thing that you ever think about and ever do. It's not that.
1: No, I and I for most people it isn't, but this is ninety. Well, okay, maybe not ninety, but like eighty percent of my life is spent in here. I wake up, I come here. I stay here till the evening, I go home, and then I eat, work, sleep, come back. I don't, this is a, it's like a huge, not even, it's not even just CrossFit, like, as in working out the whole time. It's not Mm -hmm. like I'm here working out the whole time, but, like, I'm still at the gym, I'm still at the place where.
0: Right, and I, I've been giving you shit because Jenna's never late. She's always, for as long as I've known, she's always been early. And since she got her own apartment, she is, like, leisurely coming in. And honestly, it doesn't – I'm just talking shit, but it's just not like her. It's out of the norm. But I think she was never – she's not in a rush to get here Yeah. because she's has her own place. She likes her own spot. Where before, when she was staying in her, her mom's, like, she wanted to get out of her cell. Yeah. Right? It's like they buzzed the <laughs> – you're up before they even buzz the doors to get out of your cell, and you're hurrying up and getting here because you needed that separation, right? Mm-hmm. So, I totally understand that. I just like to give you, you know, crap mm-hmm. because I like to give you crap. Um, but I still think that not just you, but everybody I've talked to, even people listening to the podcast, people's motivations taking a hit, and I think it's because all the crap going on. I mean, you, look what's going on in Wisconsin right now—another freaking riot. Three days of looting, burning, hurting people that have nothing to do with anything. It's been going on all across the United States. Facebook's filled with it. Instagram's really kind of clear of it, which is kind of cool. That's why I like Instagram. Me too. Facebook is completely filled with it, you know, and it's just like, yeah, you you can't get mad because people are expressing their feelings, but sometimes if you can't separate yourself, meaning um, you can't read it and just kind of scroll past, um, then... You know, it can eat you. It can eat you up, and especially if you get involved in conversation. And so, mix on that. Then you got the all this to wear a mask, not wear a mask. To do this, to do that, not do this, not do that. I think
1: pretty much everything everything negative. Yes. Yeah. I've seen the. I deleted my app like five times because I don't know. I was talking, and I wanted to delete it so that whenever I got on it it would be from like my laptop or something so it was like intentional to get on there because sometimes I'll just get on and then I just yeah and then I just scroll and then I'm like why the fuck am I on here Yeah. so I think trying to limit your time but also I think some people invest too much time into it and then like get a damn life you know
0: I'll give myself about I'll scroll for about three or four minutes and then I stop
1: now, TikTok is a different story. I'll scroll on that bitch for like three <laughs> hours.
0: <laughs> it's so addicting. Well, there, it's it's completely different. There's not a bunch of hate being sometimes, up. but I, not as much. It's not even really hate. It's just people you may disagree with. But anyways, that on top of everything, I think is completely disengage a lot of people and put them in a funk that they're not recovering from. Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked about the anxiety, depression addiction issues with the the shutdown. So you gotta think we're relatively close to to all that happening. And yeah, I think it's gonna it I think it would take a while for people that were really hurting in that aspect to get out of it. So since it's taken them so long to get out of that funk, I think it's kinda trickle into Things that we typically enjoy: CrossFit, hanging out with people, doing things, going out. I mean, honestly, think about this: going out to the movies mm-hmm. can't do it. Uh, you can go out to eat, but some places are pretty strict on the mass thing. Some aren't. Um, so you get your food to go. So you're at home. So you don't go to the movies. You rent it on. You watch Netflix or you rent it on TV. You can't go out to eat, or you can, but it's just different. Right? So you eat at home or you get it to go curbside.
1: Uh, I think, like, I don't know. I know you, like, you're different than I am, but... (laughs) What? (laughs) So, like... No. At first, I still... I wanted to go do those things still, because I was like, dang it, it sucks. Like, we could go out to eat, but, like, we can't now. Mm -hmm. And now I feel like I don't even want to go out to eat. I just, like, would rather get it anyways and go home like I i don't want to go in places anymore really
0: and I think this is what I'm kind of getting at is <clears throat> th- it's not ironic that you've been having a hard time getting going again and I think you're you're starting to um, but it's not just you man it's I see all over Instagram some people are they're not as consistent as they were they're not Working out near as hard or doing whatever, because I don't think anybody, no one's, like, gotten back to normal yet. I think that's yeah. the problem. There, people are like, well. This is the new norm. Fuck that shit. Yeah. This ain't the new norm for me. This will never be the new norm for me. And
1: yeah, I don't know anybody that's like raring to go. And I actually watched this. Excuse me. Um, this thing with Amanda Barnhart. And it was she was just talking about how, like, she's even lacking motivation because, for a while, they didn't really know like if the CrossFit Games was even going to be a thing still. So it was like she was working out and working so hard, but she didn't even know if it was for anything. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like a mind fuck for her because she's like, "I've been putting in all this work. Like, is it even going to be for anything?"
0: And, and here, here's the, from the coaching side. This is where I would fire back be like, Yeah, it's worth something because guess what? Even if you don't go to CrossFit games, you can still get better for next year. Because mm-hmm. next year is coming. The the open's being pushed to February, okay, like we discussed in the in the little warm up thing. So it's being pushed to February, so the open's gonna be here in a few months. So yeah, I'm like, hey, I get it, but you can choose to curl up in a ball and not gain me. Yeah, and not gain the strength and stuff that you're, you're going to want or this condition you're going to want in a few months. Or you can train as if you are going, and if you do go, you're going to be ready. If you don't go, then you still created these gains that you normally you wouldn't have had. And another thing it's going to do is keep them. Like when I came into the gym, I was coming to the gym still during the shutdown because I knew if I didn't, I was going to lose my motivation to once this I knew it was going to end at some point it's nothing lasts forever okay so if nothing lasts forever then I know that I got to be ready for when it ends not knowing when but I just one day at a time one thing at a time just cross it off the list move on to the next and just keep doing that and keep doing that and now there's frustrations and and like things along the way, but. You got to stay focused, man. So
1: I think that's the hardest the hardest part about all of this too is because there's no like we don't see <laughs> an end to it. Oh, like- well, I
0: do. It's November 3rd. So let's be honest. It's <laughs> yeah, gonna, but- it's, this is all this is all political now. It, everybody's seeing that. I don't care what your fucking political beliefs is. Listen to this. You see it it's political uh across the board, not on the federal level, but on the state level. I mean, that's I know people in other states that are just frustrated as shit because there's some gyms that aren't even allowed to open yet. And it's, yeah. this whole time, I think in New Jersey, no gyms can be open. That's devastating. Mm-hmm. You're literally ripping someone's livelihood out of the way. And Not only that, think of all the people who go to gyms in New Jersey. It's just, you're taking all that away from them. And that's why we can't get shit from Rogue. But so. granted, it was bad there. Honestly, the, that's a whole other thing we can go down, but the numbers aren't anything abnormal. I mean, it's, they say it's bad but it's the percentage is actually less than most states so it's not it's just perceived just like new york new york is the worst state of all but the numbers still aren't fucking crazy compared to what their population is so it's it's all relative it all comes down to it's all in the same percentages in my opinion i mean that's from what i've seen but it doesn't matter people are having issues getting motivated they're having issues staying motivated because there is an end. In sight. Well, there is an end because we can set an end. We can set goals, right? You want to go to the gym five days a week? Go to the fucking gym five days a week. You know, it's that simple. It's unless you have this crazy schedule, you know, then you got to figure it out. A lot of times, people have issues doing things, and it's because we all are. All, we all have the same amount of time in the day, right? Some people perform and complete so much more than the next. Well, it's because we have a lot. Of, a lot of these small things. Scrolling here, scrolling there, you know, taking too much time here, not being prepared for that, you know, just staying, you know, there's so many little nuggets we can pick up throughout the day that would add time to our day to allow you an hour. You can make up an hour some, at some point in an entire, you know, 14 hour period. You can pick mm-hmm. up an hour somewhere in your schedule. All right. So, anyways, so people motivate me, I think. Oh, uh, see. CrossFit wise. We got a competition coming up. So, you know, I was actually going to leave yesterday. And it was kind of weird. And I uh, had all my stuff packed. I was going to get out early, which is kind of awesome. Not having anything to do. I was going home, watch RNC. And then Carrie's out here grinding on the bike by herself, 150-cal bike. And I'm like, all right, I can't let her do it alone. And I have a competition coming up and I want to fuck them, so I jumped on the bike, and I hadn't eaten, done nothing, I just did the bike, right, and seeing Carrie out here by herself, outside, on the bike, instantly fired me up, it just got me like, it motivated me, so the competition, she motivated me, and then the have that event here in a couple of weeks. I, mean, I haven't competed, Well, we haven't competed in a long I haven't competed forever. You guys competed at the Arnold, I haven't competed since.
1: It wasn't fun. So, <laughs> you didn't miss anything.
0: I mean, you guys did well, but No, anyway. it's just different when You don't have no people, people like, Yeah.
1: And just And that's
0: how this one's going to be. Supposedly there's no spectators yeah. allowed. So it's like
1: you can just work out <sighs> by yourself in your gym and cry over there. <laughs>
0: So, the 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 competition, that's why I like to compete. I like to compete because I like the camarader, camaraderie. I hate that word. I do
1: too. Camaraderie.
0: Camaraderie. Um, and because it sounds great in my head, but when I go to say it, it's like sushi.
1: What else did I say yesterday that I couldn't say? I forget. Anyways. It was probably I'll think something nice. Well, um, no, it was a word, but I can't. Rural. <laughs> R- Rural. I can never say that rural? word. R- rural? Rural.
0: <laughs> um, what is something you, you want to accomplish that you haven't already in life?
1: Mm, well, I think I've already talked about this before, but I think being in, from a guy, it sounds stupid probably, but just as a woman, like to be a mom, I think is a huge accomplishment. So hopefully one day that will happen.
0: What? Well, because most
1: people would be like, I want to buy. It. I mean, yeah, I do want to buy like a house or like things. Can we but... just
0: pretend it's a house? Cause it helps with the next question. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, I want to buy a house.
0: What's stopping you? <laughs> <laughs> I can't really. Revolving debt. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's stopping
1: me. <laughs> I don't have enough
0: debt. I didn't want to go down the rabbit hole of <laughs> what's stopping you from having a kid. <laughs> oh. Yeah.
1: We'll just say house.
0: <laughs> um.
1: But I have worked hard for. I was going to say both of those things <laughs> for a house Wow Uh, This would be weird Um, No but I have Yeah I've worked hard to try to get a house For a long time so when that day Finally comes I know it will feel really good
0: Thank you for saying that Because You just opened a whole nother door for me to talk
1: about Oh great I can't yeah. wait to hear it <laughs> I can't wait so for this door
0: How long have you been working to get your own house? A How long, long wait, wait, back up. How long did you work at your own place? Mm. Two years?
1: Yeah. Maybe a little longer? Maybe a little bit. Well, yeah, I would say two years because, you know, I was just paying money to, extra money for, for my friend's bank account instead of mine. <laughs> so. And then,
0: you still don't have a house, but you still want one, right? Yeah. You don't want to live in this apartment forever.
1: No, I would pay about half the price for a house.
0: Yes. <laughs> um... So, you've not lost sight of wanting a house? No. Okay. So, you really only, you wanted to go to regionals, but you only focused on that for two to three years. Mm-hmm. But now, it's like you felt you then you didn't get anywhere with it.
1: I think you, I don't know. I mean, I feel like they're kind of different, but...
0: How are they different? They're because
1: I feel like you have to enjoy somewhat working out, which I do to an extent, but also I'm tired of, like, dying. <laughs> like, it doesn't feel good to, like, continuously put effort into something and then don't totally see a return. I feel good about myself, but sometimes.
0: Okay, so every day you work towards your credit, you don't... if. If you watch your credit score and it was posted in front of you every single day, okay, or whatever is holding you back from getting the house, if you looked at it every single day, it was as soon as you wake up, it was an alert on your phone, okay, and you and it's six months in, and it's went up like three points, okay, your credit score goes up three points, and you're like, what the hell? I've been doing all this work, I've been paying off my debt, I paid five six thousand dollars down on my debt. I've done this, I've done that, and I've only gained three points on my credit. Yeah. How discouraging would that be? Yeah, that is. Okay. That's the problem with CrossFit. It's like losing weight. You see yourself every single day. You don't realize the things that are changing. It's the people from the outside that say things. So... If I say, "Hey, Jenna, you're really getting better at this," you're like, "Oh no, I'm not." Well, you're not going to feel like you're getting better because you're in the middle. We've talked about this. You're in the grind. You're not going to feel it, okay? So you got to rely on people outside. You just have to trust them. So, it, my point is, you you've been working so hard and you haven't given up on um, getting a house, okay? And honestly, what have you accomplished? You paid off debt, but it's taken years. If you broke those into days, you're talking about. It, it's really not as substantial, right? Mm-hmm. And it's because it's over a broader time, and that's what we look at. But CrossFit, we don't get a look at it that way. Every single day we do something, and no matter how fit you are, it sucks.
1: Mm-hmm. You may
0: enjoy some of the workouts more. But if you want to be something that is the top tier, where we you're talking maybe regionals is top 5% of athletes, of CrossFitters, <clears throat> maybe top 10, 5, probably 5, Um well, that's pretty hard to do. You're trying to do the, be the top 5%. Imagine you're trying to save for a house and buy a house that's, you know, half a million dollars. Mm-hmm. Now you're now you're in the upper echelon of the average cost of a house. So I'm just saying people tend to, like you say, you sit there and you're tired of it <clears throat> always sucking. Well, how do you get better or something?
1: It's not even just that. It's like my body just feels like trash. Like, every single part of my body hurts all the time.
0: Yeah, I think your hip has gotten so much better. Your squats have gotten better.
1: No, it's like all of my joints. Like, my ankles hurt, my knees hurt, my hips hurt, my back hurts. Now my shoulder's been hurting. So when you break it down, it's like my whole freaking body. It hurts a lot. And so then I think on top of that, it just, like, that alone doesn't really motivate you to want to work out or work hard. Because then it's like, what's the point of my, to ruin my body some more?
0: Come on. We already know your body's not going to get ruined. That's, that's absolutely fucking, Mm -hmm. that's, that's such, that's such bullshit. I don't even want to go down that fucking rabbit hole because that's such (laughs) bullshit. Your body's not getting ruined. And here's Mm -hmm. what it is. You're in shape, but you're not in the shape you are typically in, period. And and that is just the reality. You're in that, you're in that stage where I always live of (laughs) I'm out of shape and getting back into it sucks so bad. I don't want to do the workout. My body's trashed, but I got to because this is my this would be my 4th day this week and I have to do it. And you have to get over the hump. You're in that you're in that stage I like to I literally come in and out of that shit all the time. I hate it. It drives me nuts. It's so discouraging. It's not motivating. It makes me want to give up. My back hurts, my knees hurt, my legs hurt, and it's because I haven't been doing the work that I'm trying to do now.
1: I work out Five or six times a Dude, week. you don't
0: do the extra work. You don't hit him. Who them. cares? You're, I'm just saying, I do. It adds on to all this. That's what I'm saying. I don't give a shit what you do as an athlete. Honestly, I don't fucking care. <laughs> so let's not even go there. Like, if you want to be a regional athlete, I'm fucking all for it. But don't sit here and tell me it's going to blow your, it's going to ruin your knees, ruin mm. your fucking hips. That's such a fucking lie. And it drives me nuts. not for everybody. It won't ruin it for you. And it's not for everybody. You know, the things that you have is exactly what I'm telling you. It's the actual issues of... Not using your body under the typical loads that you used to use, and you're trying to get back into it. It's just every, most CrossFitters go through it. Most great athletes don't go through it. Period. And that and that's what your GPP can kind of relate to, and maybe have an advantage over your some of your elite athletes. Like, hey, I've been, I live there. This is where I go all the time. I understand that. I just took a two-week vacation, I'm coming back, or I missed the gym for three weeks because of work and, and, and family and, and sports and this and that, and they're coming back, and that, that sucks. We know if you miss it for two three weeks, you're going to as soon as you come back, it's always something you fucking hate, <laughs> and it doesn't matter what it is, it's going to suck. It's going to suck for the next two, three weeks until you get your feet back underneath you. So, But I do really, like I said, I don't care what you do as an athlete, I'm always there to support you what you want. But you're also not going to sit here and tell me all this bullshit that ain't true. It's not true. You're not going to get ruin your body. I would never even programming something that, that ruin people's bodies. I'm not talking about ruining my body.
1: I'm saying I don't feel good. My body does not feel good. So when you don't feel good and everything fucking hurts when yeah. you're doing it, it doesn't. You don't want to do it. I yeah. mean, that's just human nature.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. But I watch you move. You, nothing. Not everything hurts we can agree to disagree. I really don't give a shit. You know that. Like, I don't give a fuck. I'm just telling you how I see it. I'm telling you I see how you move, and that's the reality. And that's for anybody. Mm-hmm. I hear this from not just you. People are sore. People do get tired. You can make that choice. Okay? And it's not about going to, to regionals. It's not about that. It's about getting your fucking self out of your own fucking way. That's what drives me nuts. You gotta get yourself out of your own way because we will find every excuse, every reason, every freaking thing that we can to not do something. And we do these incredible things inside the gym. Don't you take the trash out, but you don't walk it another ten fucking feet. Okay? Or you get people who have a shopping cart and they don't fucking walk it from the car to the Little cart area. Yeah, it's we do these incredible things. But if we say, "Hey, let's do a thirty-minute AMRAP or a, a grinder of a wad," we'll do it. But you don't want to, you don't want to unload the groceries, or you don't want to do this. You don't want these small, simple tasks. We don't want to do because we don't want to do them. I don't want to walk ten feet more because I just shopped to put my cart back. Are you kidding me? It's ten feet. You can't take a trash bag outside five more feet. It's these small little tasks. You don't want to go home and mow because it takes, you know, twelve minutes. It's these small tasks that we just will talk ourselves out of. But we're in here crushing every other element, and we guys just tell ourselves to shut the hell up. Yes, your bodies can be wrecked. It's, Mom's sore too. People are sore. You know why people are sore? Because we just came off a of fucking lockdown. We're one cycle. We're one cycle plus one week into post-lockdown of actual moderate to heavy weights, of course our bodies are going to be shot. I mean, it's just the reality, even no matter how much I ease people into it. And it's not just you. It's it's across Instagram. It's across people I do nutrition for outside of this, this state. It's the same shit. People are going through it because we're getting back into a routine when we weren't into a really good routine, no matter if we did work out some on the lockdown or not. So, it's just part of the process. But in our brains, we will limit ourselves to do something that we need to do or could do because we're listening. Oh, uh, my hip hurts. Okay, well, let's not do anything with your hip today. My shoulder hurts. Well, we got pressing. Let's not press with that shoulder today. So you can still get around it. But people, oh, I just won't work out. That's the mentality I'm seeing across the board. Not just across the board here. Across the board everywhere, right? So people's motivation – does completely change, and I this damn lockdown. So that was a good little conversation. Thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> What's something you want to accomplish in CrossFit?
1: <clears throat> uh, to feel good again.
0: <laughs> that you laugh. I think I agree. Yeah, you want to be able to. Okay, so I'll give you an example. I forget when that was. I think it was our first squat cycle back in here. You made it through every lift.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Hit every percentage. Look strong as shit, and you had a massive PR on your back squat.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like thirty pounds or something on what you the work what you had been working off of. Not only did it was it thirty pounds, it was pain free. It looked strong, great position. I was like, dang, that's the best your squats ever looked.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right, so you want to feel like you're not wrecked? Yeah, I think there's nothing wrong with that. But what I'm going to ask you is, what are you doing to not feel that way?
1: I've been stretching a lot and mobilizing.
0: Okay. So stretching and mobilizing, we've talked about that numerous times in here. I've also said that if you're not getting a change, you got to change it up, right? So if you go to a chiropractor PT or you're trying some mobility stuff that you see seeing online and you're not getting a change in your body or something's not improving, you're missing it. It's that simple. You're missing it. And that's the hard part about it sometimes with acute things is there's so many things that it could be you got to just be ready to roll to the next if one isn't working with that said you got to make sure you're doing whatever you're doing appropriately and and correctly so you know that you don't just discard it and that could have been the fix so yeah I'd say your mobility stretching has definitely improved but I think it's still not what it used to be right you used to do a, a lot more a lot more frequently um, mm-hmm. It's it's the last couple of weeks you've started to pick it up a little bit. Um, and It was. I've been we,
1: doing it at home too. Well, I'm just talking about. I haven't before.
0: True. Yeah, you have time. You have time and place to do that. But just here in general is what I'm seeing, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think. But what do you do to fix it? Right. So I talked about the snatch, or I'm talking about snatch. Like if you want to have your snatch, okay, and you're strong, what are you doing? Is it a mobility issue, flexibility? Is it a technique issue? What are you doing to fix it, right? I mean, it's just that simple. What are you doing to fix it? Are you fixing your overhead position? Are you fixing getting stronger in between your scap? And are you getting stronger in the lats? What are you doing to fix it? We all want these fucking things, but we don't want to do what is required to get it to work and and to accomplish this. But we have these things that we want to accomplish, right? Uh, You want to muscle up? What's stopping you from doing a muscle up? Seriously, like... What's this talk bar muscle up. What's stopping you from, you can crank out chest to the bar. Are you talking to me?
1: is this in, ge- me? in
0: general. No, no, nah, you have a muscle up, but I'm just in general. What If if someone wants a muscle up, what's stopping them from doing the muscle up? Well, I just want a muscle up. Well, okay. Well, what are you doing to get there? Mm-hmm. Can you even do chest to the bar? Have you tried banded? What is the limiting factor? Have you videoed yourself and seen? Has your coach told you what to do? Have you worked on the corrections they give they've given you? Like, we want these things, but what are you doing to get them, right? I said earlier you want to come to the gym more, but what's stopping you? Well, I have a busy schedule. Okay, well, you think you're the only person out of this entire gym that has a busy schedule? You think you're the only person in here that has kids and sports? They come five days a week. You come in two days a week. But you always tell me it's your schedule and it's your sports. You guys play the same sports and they're the same age. But you tell me it's your schedule. No, it's because we make excuses on why we don't go to the gym. We make excuses on why we don't do X. We make excuses why we don't do this and excuses why we don't do that. But if you sit there and you say, hey, I'm going to – I can't because of my kids. My kids have sports. No one's going to say anything. No one's going to question you. It's always going to be, oh, okay, man, that sucks. Really hope you can make it in. But in reality, they can.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But what's stopping them? And it circles back what I said to you. It, What's stopping you? You are the only one that stop, will ever stop you from being whatever you want, period. All right? The only thing that's stopping them is them. It's stopping them from what they want to do. They're tired of putting on additional weight. They got the COVID-15. They got freaking, they feel lethargic. They feel lazy. They have no energy. They've fallen off their nutrition. But what have they done for it? Are they counting their food? Are they cutting out the junk that they've been eating uh, during the lockdown? Are they trying to make changes? Are they trying to uh, add exercise? You know, I busted your ass about it. You don't do extra work anymore. And you're like, what's the big deal? Well, I'll tell you what the big deal is. It, whenever you do wad strength and extra work, the extra work that you do through the week gets you fitter to do the wads through the week. The fitter you are when you do the wads, and the faster and harder and heavier you can go on those, and that means you can hit the extra work even harder because you're more fit. And it's compounding. It's just like interest. That every deposit you make into the additional work it will compound into the weekly watts, and then when that happens, your endurance, your capacity, your strength goes all the way up. Your volume's up. Your body's feeling good because anybody you talk to will tell you it's when they stop working out that they're the sorest. Yeah, they may be achy, but when you get through the warm up, ninety percent of the time they're fine after the warm up and stretching. So it's that compounding interest of putting time in to accomplish something. So yeah, it's. Well, what's the big deal? Well, the big deal is you're missing about, you're missing five additional workouts per week, okay? When you take that, say they're about 15 to 20 minutes long, you do the math, you're missing over an hour of working out per week that it's at a higher intensity, um, lower impact to increase your aerobic capacity. We've been running, we've been skiing, we've been biking because we're focused on the aerobic capacity, You're telling me that a workout like we have today, where it's a a tight 8-minute cap, that aerobic capacity is not going to factor in. You're going to tell me that at the end of the 5th and 6th round yesterday, that aerobic capacity did not factor in. That's bullshit. It does factor in. So if you've been doing the stuff the whole time, it really filters into that, and that's the point. Everything we do today will affect tomorrow. Period. All right? All right. Coaching and motivating, that's the next topic I want to do. Uh, so, uh, this is your chance to talk shit to me, I guess.
1: Cool. <laughs> Love it. Can't hashtag,
0: wait. Hashtag. Um, what's your opinion on coaching and motivating as an athlete from the athlete side?
1: I think it makes a big difference. I mean, we've talked about the people that are the coaches that will just like – walk around, maybe on their phone, not giving a lot of instruction, but I think it is really motivating. And uh, I feel like you build more confidence and trust when someone is not only motivating you, but like critiquing you. Okay. So if you just were never saying anything, but I know that I look like shit or feel like shit, like if my movement pattern feels terrible. And you're not saying anything, then you lose trust. From a motivation standpoint, like, when you're like, yeah, you're doing good, then you just build more confidence, you know?
0: Has there ever been a point in time where I'm trying to motivate you and you're cussing me out? Yes. Okay.
1: Because sometimes I just don't want to be pushed.
0: Right. And when don't we want to be pushed?
1: When you're already in a bad mood and you feel like crap. Or
0: we're at the very end of the workout and it just fucking hurts, right? So...
1: I feel like I do better at the end of a workout though.
0: <laughs> you can. You you're right. You do close you do close really good on workouts. Um you know <clears throat> the thing that uh when I'm pushing you for the motivation side and you don't want to do it so the motivation standpoint You don't want to hear me push you, but you just said how much it helps you.
1: Sometimes.
0: Sometimes, okay. <laughs> it's you got selective mm-hmm. motivational receptors, okay. Mm-hmm. And I believe that. Not just you, but everybody, All right? So
1: I think it just depends what I'm doing.
0: When I'm critiquing you and giving you feedback on movement, is there ever a time where you don't want to hear that either? No. So your only issue is when you're in a suck fest, you don't want to hear me. You don't want me to push you harder. Sometimes. Sometimes, right? Sometimes Can
1: I you, do. Sometimes I don't.
0: You know what you need is there like those at the beach, they have those flags. Yeah. Where I'll, there's like I'll there's put a one yellow up. flag. <laughs> there's sharks are in the water. Like. I'll blink twice if I want you to help. <laughs> okay. So.
1: Also, I will say, I get motivated differently. I, everybody gets motivated differently. Yes, absolutely. Some people want to be cussed at, and that helps them. Other people want like words of encouragement. But, I mean, I remember when I was playing soccer in high school, and my soccer coach would just literally cuss us out. And that did not make me want to try harder. I was not motivated by that at all. I was, would rather have just picked up the ball and thrown it at his face. But, well, maybe kicked it because I don't, can't really... I don't have good aim with my hands,
0: but. When place you play soccer, you can't touch the ball with your hands. It's, it's like a sin.
1: Yeah, but anyways, I, yeah, I don't really get motivated if it's. Like you fucking suck. Pick it up or whatever. You know.
0: Yeah, I do know. Unfortunately, yeah. Motivating athletes as a coach, man, is fuck. Gosh, it can be so rewarding and so discouraging, literally one after the other. Like, Jenna could be crushing it, but I know she's kind of falling off a little bit. We have a pace set or a goal set, or I know that she has a little bit more in the tank. She just doesn't want to expend it. And I try to extract that out of her in the middle of workout. And like, I'm getting fired up because she's moving good, but I know it could be faster. And then I go up and motivate, like, say, she, you know, she drops the bar I like, shake it out, let's go again. And then she does and I'm like, touch the bar. You'll be fine. You know, Pick it up. That's the hardest point. And she just ignores that too. So then that becomes discouraging.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now she's not doing it out of disrespect. She's doing it because she don't believe in herself. She don't think that she, if she touches that bar and picks it up that she's going to be able to complete it. Because her bodies will do that. Well, guess what? Guess what we're doing in class? We're, we're testing. We're training. We're We're working out. We're we're finding out a lot about ourselves and yeah, it's the GPP side is great for everybody and, but even GPP needs to figure out what they can and can't do what their minds can and can't do. So it can be very discouraging and it's also encouraging when I'm trying to get her to go or anybody else that when they do do what I'm asking because they do believe in me. So that gives me confidence as a coach. Like, hey, they are listening to me. There's also times where it's very discouraging. Uh, It's something I still struggle with to this day, right? Sometimes I feel people think that they're good enough to where they don't need coaching or they don't need critiquing or or they don't need motivation or they don't need that. And it makes me want to s- switch it off in class for everybody. It just pisses me off. What? I don't
1: really even get that where that mindset would come from, though. Yeah. Only because, like the greatest of the great, not even just in CrossFit, like Serena Williams has a coach. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like she's still listening to other people and what they're saying.
0: There's, person. There's athletes that are that do do that. I right? know, but
1: I'm just saying I don't understand where that mentality totally comes from.
0: I think it's person to person. Um, there's people I've told you that aren't coachable, okay? But for me, as a coach slash owner, it can be completely almost infuriating. Put this way, like I feel I have quite a bit of knowledge on a lot of subjects on the athlete side to get performance and and whatever the whole side of that and then the mental side I have a lot of knowledge and obviously I have a lot of knowledge on maintaining people's bodies things like that issues that are common or even difficult ones when people when I feel people don't want or need or don't want that knowledge anymore like they think they can figure it out it, it's infuriating to me yeah. it makes me want to find people that want that because as a coach you long to give information you want to help improve and when you're sitting here looking at someone that they're not taking in the information and they absolutely of all people need it that's why you're giving it to them it can be very discouraging and you just want to just cut it off like all right fuck you i'm done you won't get shit from me then
1: what do you feel like sometimes like you're not meant to work with that person, then, like, everybody's different, so, I feel like, from a, from a what? Oh, from, like, a coach, athlete, um, like, you have, like, a certain relationship, like, so if you're not on the same page, then you wouldn't be able to work
0: together? Yeah, one-on-one, that would never happen, because I would, I vet anybody I would ever work with, that would never happen. In the class setting is where I'm really talking about. Oh. Now, I can be, me and you have a different relationship where I can probably become too discouraged with you. Mm-hmm. Um, And I feel like after you work and been around someone for that long, as long as, I mean, yeah, I think. I mean, going back to No Mercy is just, you weren't even... I always thought you had the ability to be pretty solid.
1: I had good potential.
0: No, I hate that word. But I'm just saying, like, the longer you work with someone or, and you see their ups and downs, and it it that that relationship just it kind of changes. It evolves into something different. And the fact of <sighs> I don't have to yell at Jenna or I don't have to do certain – I don't have to – do go over beyond to motivate her. I know small things I can say that will motivate her to whereas when you start working with someone new or you have people in class there's small things that you can't say but you don't know you can't say them <laughs> until you say them. Yeah. Um or in the things you can't do right to motivate them, right? Um every person is different. So when but my thing is more the class setting, you know I think sometimes people get wrapped up in the workout, they get wrapped up that they're doing, they think they're doing good and they just kind of blow you off. It just, it, it, it just sucks. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's not cool because if you flip the script, if they ever came up to you and asked you for help and you just walked away from them, how would they feel? Right. So I think oftentimes owners don't put, I think members should have responsibilities period. I think they should be respectful to the coaches mm-hmm. because they, if they, if they ask a question, they would like an answer. Well, imagine that, you know, we don't answer them or we don't coach them or we do walk away from them or we do ignore them or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care how much you pay me. Like if you're going to be a douchebag, I don't, I don't want to be involved. So money isn't the 150, 40, 40, dollars a month is really
1: yeah it's like not worth it
0: no never right just like you've seen I think some things that you've done in photography you're like man this money is not worth yep this 2,000 bucks ain't worth all this shit that's for sure and that's quite a bit of money right yeah. and that's yours are yours are fewer and further between than what a monthly you know you typically know how much you're getting per month in yeah. a gym right so that's even a harder thing but yeah, so on the our coaching side, it can be very discouraging, but like I said, also very motivating because Jenna says, well, I haven't, you know, I, you use the word I think accomplished, but I really haven't gotten anywhere with it, right? Meaning your aspirations to do regionals or perform at that level, but I step back and I argue that's that's not completely true. Are you where you should be? No, but I also know that through this, you've had a major hip issue. You've had through that, you've suffered a lot of mental setbacks. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do have a life outside of CrossFit, right? It's very limited, but <laughs> it's like not really. <laughs> but when I'm saying now, you you have like you say your priorities have changed, and to come full circle on that, yes, your priorities have changed. You you got out you you put god a lot of work in to finally move out and you got your own spot and and it's it's your own right but i also will all push um sort of like i did with carrie i didn't push it but she was apprehensive to go to granite games when she qualified and she says i'm a grandma like i i feel stupid even doing this Mm -hmm. right and that was our conversation know a personal conversation I'm like look man you're gonna get one you have one life like why wouldn't you do this mm-hmm. why do you why do you put all this work in like it's because when you get older like I'm a grandma I have a family I have this and like it's a different mindset I assume later in age right but why does it have to be it doesn't have to be but we assume that we're on the back end of the competitive side so we think. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I asked her the again the other day. I said, would you ever want to do it again? And she's like, I think so. And that's that's because.
1: Like she tried it, but she wouldn't have known if she didn't try it.
0: Right. And I, I said, look, man, I, it's really your decision. I think if you go, you're going to do better than you're assuming. And depending on the workouts. Uh, but I also know that if you don't go, you may regret it. And that's just that's just what you have to decide. Like, mm-hmm. you may regret it, but don't not go thinking that you're going to fall. Because she got tenth, she finished tenth in the qualifier, and she thought, well, if I finish tenth, I can't beat them when I get there because I couldn't beat them online. Well, it's a different that workout, is di- in a different, different setting. Yes, and she did. She did great mm-hmm. up till day three. She did great and kind of fell off a little bit, but you know she's pushing for the top five the first two days and. You know, just fell off a little bit, but she still didn't finish 10th, right? So I think that's the point is the coaching aspect can be very challenging. The fact that when you're trying to push people, when you're trying to motivate people, you got to learn how to do it, okay? You know, I think sometimes, I think sometimes, this is another thing, sometimes people want more than I give them. On the from the encouragement side, right? If you accomplish something, right? Good or bad or indifferent, my mentality is that's awesome. Okay, but let's get three of those now. I'm on to the next.
1: Yeah, I think it's important to celebrate that moment just because that's what... I mean, especially when you're first starting CrossFit, that's like what makes you want to do something more. <laughs> like, right. so when you f- get your first, like, banded pull up, then you're like, okay, now that was so cool. Now I want to do one with a blue band. And then, like, you want, you want, you're, you yourself want more because it felt good in that moment.
0: Well, I think sometimes people want me to do a backflip.
1: Oh, I mean.
0: And that would be cool. I, I don't think I don't, I, I'm I going to ask you to do that next time. I don't think it, they're they're want I think they expected more encouragement out of me for what they just accomplished. Yeah. Gary just got his first bar muscle up the other day. Okay, unbanded. Mm-hmm. During the workout, he started with the green. During the workout, I put it to blue, and I I was working class. And he's like, "Man, you missed it. You won't believe it." I was like, "What? You got one with the blue?" He's like, "Yeah, I got three." I was like, "Well, I put the blue up there for a reason." Yeah. I knew you could do it. That's why I put a blue there, mm-hmm. right? I was like, you need to try one without a band. Oh, I can't do that. I'm like, okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He ends up doing it. He gets one. I'm like, well, there goes your bands, bro. And that's it. Like it's my my thought is you did it. Congratulations. But we can't sit here and like you didn't just accomplish and, and conquer the world. We just took another step, right? Yeah, but
1: I think it's still important to celebrate
0: i agree that's a big deal like no i agree i i guess i'm i'm 15 steps ahead of people sometimes in the fact that i already knew that he could do it
1: yeah but you you know yourself when you first get something it's like okay now i want more because i feel like that's the addicting part about crossfit is like and actually i remember my mom like lecturing me about this she was like when is enough enough like you're always wanting more yeah because, like, I would always want, like, a heavier lift or whatever, and I would, even though they have pretty much no idea what I'm talking about, I still would, like, talk about it to them. And she's like, "When's enough enough. Like, are you just going to keep trying till you get to, like, 300 pounds? I'm like, I mean. Sure. Yeah. If I get, get there and my body feels good. <laughs> yeah.
0: No. I think maybe my, my disconnect, I don't know if it's a disconnect, but. Celebrate it for I celebrate something for a second, and then I'm on to the next. Yeah. Like I don't.
1: Well, I don't think you have to go on about it for like. And eight I think days. So, I think
0: sometimes it may it may rub people the wrong way, not in a bad way, but like maybe they expected me to like. I don't know. Like, like oh my god! Lah! Like that? Yeah,
1: oh. it's the greatest thing I've ever seen,
0: and I don't. So maybe that can just cause like they worked hard on it, but. Ah, I've seen that they've had this for a while. They just finally got the fucking confidence to do it, right? So, Hmm. it's, from that perspective, I can see it, maybe, it's not, I'm not doing it on purpose to be mean. I'm like, well...
1: I do have a video of you jumping up and down on, I got my first muscle up.
0: Yes. (laughs) I. Yeah, that's... (laughs) I literally watched you work on those every single day forever. Yeah. And it finally got it. But, you know, it's... Put this way. When uh, Elena qualified for CrossFit Games, uh, I said, you have one day to celebrate, and then we have to start training. That's it.
1: Um, Yeah, I don't really see a problem with that. But
0: that's I'm just saying, right? You you reach the pinnacle of something, like, hey, take this day, celebrate, but it doesn't mean anything after today. Because you've already done it. Mm -hmm. So... Being super super excited about oh yeah I made games I made games it's over with now that's you've already done that so we got to focus on the next because you every day you don't spend training is a day you're gonna lose and the time period's pretty short so and that's my point is you just accomplish something really really major to yourself and then I'm saying hey give yourself a day and usually I don't even give people a day like it's like hey let's just. <laughs> What's, what's next? Let's string these together. Let's try to string these together. Well, I just got my first one. Cool. So let's go ahead and try to string these together then. Yeah. Right? And that's the point. People will, they'll accomplish something, they'll be stuck on it, and then they'll be like, that's their, they're planting their flag. And I'm like, pull that fucking flag up because we got more to do because you just got one for the first time. And you weren't fatigued, what's gonna happen when you're fatigued? You ain't gonna get one. We already know that with muscle ups and, and high level skill movements. You don't get it. Handstand walks, like you've been struggling with them since you've been back, but it's because it's a skill. Yeah. And you gotta keep these skills sharp. So um
1: stupid things.
0: What would you uh what do you think what's the, the what's the worst part about having someone coach you?
1: Disappointing them. And like... I don't know. I feel like... Like you're not only letting yourself down, but you're letting somebody else
0: down that's worked hard. You think I've ever been disappointed in you? No. But I'm probably going to cry now. Yeah, you are crying. (laughs) She's crying. (laughs) (laughs) Dang it. Dumbass. Um, So... Which is a cool – that's a cool aspect of coaching someone is they're doing it to not disappoint you, but they will disappoint themselves relentlessly over and over again, and they will talk down to themselves over and over again. They'll make excuses for themselves over and over again, Mm -hmm. but they don't want to disappoint someone that's putting the time and effort into them, right? And as emotional as you are right now, understand that from my side, okay – from with anybody i ever work with that's the problem i got right is that same passion that same like you don't want to fail you don't want to let down when i see you when i see you or anybody else do that to themselves like they get on they get so hard on themselves it's discouraging for me and it tears me up because i see through all the bullshit i see through everybody's self-doubt I see through everybody's you know mobility issue I can see the light on the other side I can see the picture as clear as fucking day and you don't even know there's a picture yet and I, I can see it and I'm so far ahead and I'm just I just want to get there Uh huh. but I know I know we can get there because I already see it I see it but I got to get through the person with the self doubt, the person who's not motivated, the person whose body's aching, the person who wants to give up on themselves, the person who doubts themselves like I mean if I said that I can say that one twice. It literally drives me up a wall in class. It drives me up a wall working with someone individual. It drives me up a wall and it, that's the stuff that eats at me as a coach is when I see the people in class or I see the people that I work with on an individual basis just literally standing in their own way like making every damn excuse well priorities change well we talked about that yeah maybe they have but you still can do this what are you going to you're going to be pissed when you are actually out of that range and you can't compete anymore at that level you will be pissed you're going to be discouraged it will be something like why did i fucking do that and i can see that already because i know how important it really is to you on the inside And not for you. Why is it important for you to go to regionals? Why was it important for you to go to sanctionals?
1: Uh, To represent our gym and you.
0: Exactly. So that's not going to change. And that hasn't changed. But you're allowing a bunch of other stuff to keep you from being motivated. And yes, I understand. Everybody does. When your body's sore, you don't want to do it. But that's when we need to do it. If you can't walk, it's one thing. But if you're sore... That's what you get for taking time off. Or that's what you get for not hitting as hard as normal. It, you, you will get through it. But it's sort of like, and we think I can close with this. I was talking to someone I do nutrition for. Crushes does great Monday through Friday. On Saturday to Sunday has some stuff that has higher sodium in it. Um, or something that has some preservatives maybe. Um, their body doesn't do well on that. And then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday they're fluffy. Okay, because sodium can stay in your body for two to three days. Well, not only that, but you're just inflamed and feel like shit. <laughs> so, but I get the pictures, like, hey, what's going on? And then uh, everything kind of starts reducing on Thursday and Friday. You're good. And then you're doing it again on Saturday Sunday. So, out of seven days, there's only two days that your body is looking great. And it's because you're the small choices you make on the weekend. And getting someone to stop doing that, like, look – you're doing great, and what you're eating isn't bad. It's just not what your body handles well, and so you're for for to do it on Saturday, Sunday. That means you're on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Your body's going to look like X. Mm-hmm. So you only get two days per week to where your body looks normal, right? So we got to stay motivated in the fact of like, look, if I'm trying to accomplish something just like yesterday, I, I did the bike. I do not want to go to this competition and fail anybody, right? I'm not I'm not the fittest I've ever been. I'm trying to do more, right? And I'm trying to get after it. I don't feel bad. I don't feel great. I'm definitely in that in-between area where I'm starting to get a little bit stronger and more fit and for, especially from the lockdown and I'm starting to move the weights I used to be able to move and with no problem which is, is reassuring to me but I could easily just went home, left Carrie on her own, and no one had known, and that was that. Mm-hmm. But I latch on to competing. I'm competing with you, Angie, and Aaron. We did the same one last year. I'm latching on to that because I need that because I would have went home if it wasn't for that and if it wasn't for Carrie out here by herself. If she had someone with her, I probably wouldn't even thought twice about doing it. Mm-hmm. So it's because of her. And then she told me her time that she got on the bike because she had finished 50 cows before me. Um, she told me a time on her bike and ends up being wrong, but it pushed me to get underneath that time, but it was wrong. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it didn't matter, but it did matter, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: which is funny because I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done the last 30 cows balls to the wall like I did because I knew it was close. I was looking at the time. I was like, holy shit, this is going to be close. And the time that she said, I finished three seconds under. if I didn't do that, I wouldn't have, but it ended up not being three seconds. It was a different time. So it was anyways, stay out of your own way. The motivation point of all this was if you want something, you have to do a lot to get it. And there's going to be hurdles in the way. Stop telling yourself you can't do something just because something came up, right? And Jenna worked really hard to get on her own. She really wants a house and I truly believe that if she wants to be a competitive athlete on that level, she still can can do it. But I can only tell someone so much to where I'm just going to stop telling someone so much. That's just my mentality, right? And I don't like to give up on anybody. And that's not me blasting Jenna on here. Um, It's just the reality of the situation because it's not just me. Imagine someone else is trying to push you and and make you strive to be better. Imagine if you have kids and you're doing it and they shut you off and they just don't listen to you. You're not going to like that because you, you can see ahead of them because you've made the mistakes that you see them getting ready to make and you're trying to save them that. and you're, you're, you're trying to motivate them to be better because you were a good athlete, but they're a better athlete and you know they could be really great if they stay focused. Um, so when you can see ahead of that, I want you to flip it. Would you want to be treated the way you're treating your coach? Uh, would you want to be talked to the way you're being talked to by your coach? Um, and if you were the coach, would you want someone to shut you down, shut you out, not listen to you and not respond to you when you're trying to motivate them? I, I don't think so. No one wants to feel that way. So it's a double-edged sword as a coach. Cause you get really good personal relationships with people inside classes and, and one-on-one type training. Um, it's just, I think it's part of the coaching life. Unfortunately, you can't get too hung up on it, and you can't be afraid to move on to the next. Um, but at the same time, you can't move on too fast because you know, uh, on the athlete side, it can be very hard. It's a hard being an athlete is hard of anything. It's hard the mental side, the physical side, the emotional side. It's hard, and you're not even talking. That's just in the the sport they're in. They're not even talking about life. You intertwine life into all that and it amplifies it by a thousand. So. Um. Keep your heads up. Shutdown's over. We're on the back end of this fucking shit. I know it. And uh, do something because it's better than nothing. Mm-hmm. Got some Patreon. Yep. Should be getting our swag boxes here soon.
1: Yep. September box. will be going out in a couple weeks. We
0: had to... They're a little
1: bit delayed because Wally was sicker than a dog. He probably had coronavirus.
0: Dang it, Wally. Um... Who's our box members?
1: Meg Mayhem. Natalie Shoning. Michaela Braddock. Natasha Bowling. David Luke Gareth Crowther. I think that's it for the box. Let me check. Jerry Ricciardi. Oh, my gosh. I must forgot him. What the
0: hell, dude? And
1: Jamie Metcalf. How could I forget those gems? And then our other peeps, Steve Liptek. Do, 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 do. That doesn't even show a name. Oh, Lavana, Hollyfield. What is your problem? Well, they're not showing like it's it shows like this amount. But it doesn't show. It says pledged by and yeah, then it doesn't have job. like a name.
0: Brody Mays. Yeah, I'm going to cancel my shit.
1: And last but not least,
0: Rick Terry. Did anybody else buy a coffee mug? No, not Are you not still yet. doing those? Well, patches. Uh, the beer mugs. Beer mugs? What about patches?
1: Um, No. We, we haven't gotten any more patches.
0: All right. But a lot of people want a beer mug, so. Oh, did they? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what it was. Beer mugs, not coffee mugs. Yeah. Cool. All right, well, if you guys want one, hit Jenna up. She's going to buy them, I think. Yeah. Yeah, you're going well, uh, pay the, up front. Yeah, the cutoff is How much September
1: are they? 1st, but I think people forgot. 20 bucks.
0: Yeah, so she'll put a reminder out. This episode should be, by the time you listen to this, the reminder will be out unless Jenna gets lazy and unmotivated again. So, mm. anyways, I'm out. Peace. Bye.